fear is a tool. But when that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning. Hello and welcome to season four of the Weekly Real Podcast. My name is Ken. And my name is Jeremy. And uh, this week, Jeremy, we are talking about the biggest movie in uh, 2022 so far, The Vengeance. I mean, sorry, The Batman. (laughs) The the Vengeance. (laughs) The Vengeance, yes. Uh, But before we talk about The Batman, Jeremy, uh, we're just coming off of season three hiatus. How was your hiatus? Honestly, I feel like it was a needed hiatus. I think I got a lot of stuff done. Unfortunately, I didn't finish my short film yet. I did work on that, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a good one. Started playing tennis, too. So, Oh, was, wow. Uh, relaxing, I guess. Nice. Was that your, uh, I guess, one of the new things that you started uh, during the hiatus? Have you, had you played tennis before? I have never played tennis before. I just started a couple of weeks ago. And... I don't know. I like it so far. I want to get into it. And then, but besides that, you know, still working on some school stuff and looking to get that short film done, hopefully soon. Nice. Nice. Like, were you able to get at least a little bit of of it done? Yeah. I got like one rough cut of it done so far. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to it and glad you're picking up the sport. I mean, that's got to be good. Really good. Uh, Really good cardio. And actually speaking of cardio, that's actually for me during my hiatus, like I, I, you know, I was kind of grinding as well. The hiatus came at a great time uh, in that, I mean, it's just busy with work and the podcast and so many other things uh, that I really was burnt out by the end of season three. And so I wanted to really prioritize my health uh, as much as I could. Uh, I first started doing the mental health thing where I just kind of decompressed. Mm-hmm. But for me, I ended up starting to run regularly. That was like our thing. We had even had a, a walking competition at, over at, at work. Um, I turned that walking step slash step competition into a, kind of a, a way to kind of motivate myself to get to running and and so i'm i'm on the way uh this is probably the most i've ever run uh and uh also i i want to add that i visited disneyland for the first time in like almost a decade um pretty recently so did you get any cool uh souvenirs oh yeah we were talking about that um no (laughs) i didn't want to because (laughs) uh one i didn't want to carry it all day two is expensive (laughs) yep and I mean, I, 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 I take it back. There was one souvenir that I did buy and it was a pizza planet t-shirt just because it was affordable. And I thought it looked cool because it was a vintage looking t-shirt and I love pizza and I love toy story. So that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Don't be like me where you're almost convinced to buy a whole storm stormtrooper helmet. That's like $300. Don't do that. <laughs> I didn't do that, but it was close. Um, I was already talking about like with others, other Star Wars fans, um, to either get a lightsaber or a Mando or Boba Fett helmet. And luckily I did it. Like we, we just wanted to 
see as many things and ride as many rides as we could. And so we just ended up, uh, I just avo- ended up avoiding it. Really, That was probably for the best. If anything, yeah. I would have said get a lightsaber, but yeah. yeah Some, pretty, sometimes it, you just yeah. can't avoid it. I mean, it was expensive too, uh, because you get to basically build it out like however you want. Yeah. And I think that customization part is so cool, but uh, it's uh, you're, you're just yeah. literally spending all that money. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you pay for the experience. Exactly, but no Star Wars. Uh, what was it Galaxy's Edge? Star Wars Galaxy Edge is uh, definitely worth. I think that's worth going just even for that section alone, um, especially with the new ride. Oh, that new ride's so good, dude! I need to check that out. Obviously, I went when it like first opened, and they didn't have that new ride. Obviously, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, it, the name escapes me, but. I mean, if you know, you know. <laughs> well, Jeremy, let's get right into our podcast ritual. For for those who have been checking out our uh, podcast, yeah, I just want to remind you guys, and maybe even the ones who, you know, who may be checking out our podcast for the first time, podcast ritual is usually when me and Jeremy like to share one notable TV show or movie that we've watched within the last week. But since we've been on hiatus and this is the season four premiere, uh, I want to kind of expand that to the whole, I guess, last couple months uh, that we've been off. So uh, what's the one movie or TV show that you want to share? Look, man, I've been raving about this. I was or anticipating this show for the longest time, and that's going to be Amazon Prime's Reacher. Oh, yeah. And I, w- I binge watched that show so hard. Like, <laughs> like, there's it, there's only eight episodes. Yeah. I didn't know it was gonna all episodes were gonna become available on the same day. Uh-huh. And when they when I found that I'm like, dude, that's dangerous. So I basically took just the I finished it on the Sunday that <laughs> you know it came out. Uh, wow. So it just took a few days to finish. Um, either the Sunday or I, I'm pretty sure it was that Sunday. But I really like that show because um, I've started other shows during the break but i didn't get to finish them so it's but out of everything that i've watched um reacher is the one that probably stuck with me the most from the hiatus wow and it it got released on a friday didn't it yeah yeah on a friday (laughs) i think i watched like three episodes that first day Oh, man. You know what? Um, I did actually have one of those shows where I actually went like an entire weekend and, and caught up. Uh, that was, For me, that was Euphoria. That's not the show that I'm sharing uh, for my, uh, I guess, my podcast ritual. But uh, like I was behind like basically a full season. And I remember watching season two in basically one day. <laughs> that's, yeah. how, that's how much it, uh, i got really into uh euphoria so if you haven't watched euphoria definitely watch it but for for my my half of the ritual the movie that i want to share is actually a movie that i've been meaning to watch basically since last year actually several months ago because i think i've been pimping apple tv plus to you for a while now uh <laughs> yeah. because of mainly ted lasso and you know, like whenever you know you turn on the app, they always try to advertise or have trailers of um, you know various things. You know, so um, the movie that I want to share is basically the Oscar-nominated film for Best Picture, Coda. Oh. I finally actually watched it the other day, and I I don't know. I was just I was very curious because you know, like I saw the trailer. There's like music. It's music related, and I was like, you know, that's kind of my thing i like music 
Um, and dude, it's, it's a, it's got a great story. Um, you, it's, it's got a positive message. You root for the characters. They're fleshed out. Yeah. It's getting a kind of, I guess a bad rap because, um, I'll just mention it. Mm. Like some of the talk about uh, the Oscars is basically they're talking about Coda as like a glorified Lifetime movie. Really? But, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess I like Lifetime movies because I really like this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like they can say the Batman is a glorified Law and Order, <laughs> Law and Order <laughs> movie. Exactly. Uh, episode, so uh, no, but you know what? And you know what's funny too. When I was watching the movie, I was like, dude, I feel like this is a premise that Jeremy would like would have literally thought of. It's like I think it's right up your alley. I think if you get a chance to watch Coda, I'm going to go on a limb and just say guarantee that you'll love the movie. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like you haven't been wrong before in terms of me liking the movie. There was only what something about Mary, but (laughs) you know, even then it wasn't like. It wasn't a hard miss, but so this is Apple TV Plus. Apple exclusive. TV Plus, yes. Okay. And if you need it, I'll hook you up, dude. Because I don't think Apple TV Plus is trying to upcharge us like Netflix is, dude. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. That? That's, a, that's another <laughs> that's topic enough. for another <laughs> for another show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Might be on the newsreel <laughs> or something. Because mm-hmm. that I don't know, man. That's getting uh, heated over there in Netflix. Oh man, I know. It's like don't make me want to like cancel my Netflix. I, I've I've been a Netflix subscriber since two thousand and four or five. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway <laughs> this week the Batman has to investigate a series of murders. Uh murders, I, I should say, of several goth uh several of Gotham's high profile political figures using riddles and clues left behind by a serial killer. Will he uncover the truth of a larger conspiracy along the way in the 2022 Matt Reeves 2022 film The Batman? And so, I mean Every episode, we got to issue that spoiler warning. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about, I guess, really, you know, key plot points. We're going to dissect this movie as much as we can uh, within this next hour or so. Um, so if you haven't seen the movie, pause now. Go out and see it. It's, ugh, dude, it's still killing it in, in the box office, right, Jeremy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you guys want to see, like, Jim Carrey, Val Kilmer, you know. <laughs> Uh, this movie's directed by Joel Schumacher, and like, there's some great riddles in it, <laughs> you know. And and there is dialogue that says, "Riddle me this," <laughs> you know. Just um, it's a good good time for the family. Are, am I getting the right Batman movie? <laughs> uh, you're you're off by about two decades, just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. But yeah, check out the Batman before listening to the rest of the episode because yes exactly and you know what also i mean this uh, this episode will air on 4-4 because you know season four 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 i think we thought it was appropriate to to start season four on april 4th in a couple of weeks from now there's a rumor that um the batman might be streaming on hbo max as early as april 19th that's still not confirmed as of when we're recording this um so uh, hopefully i'm right 
Yeah, we don't. We have no insider information. We're just we're just guessing. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Because we're not sponsored yet by HBO Max. Yeah, and if we were, we definitely wouldn't spill this, spill their secrets. Uh, yeah, we unless would. they want us. Them no, to. we would. Yeah, would we? <laughs> Sorry. No, we Sorry. wouldn't. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. No, we would. We would. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, Jeremy, let's get right into the double feature. And, you know, do- the double feature is something that we had introduced last season. And, you know, it was, it was kind of our way of wanting to inspire more free-flowing conversation. So uh, the way the double feature works, both Jeremy and I have questions for each other about the movie. Uh, but the kicker is we don't know what each other is going to ask us, uh, each other. So, uh, but for season four, and you know what, with every season, I think we've been pretty good at this. We try to throw in something new. And so this season, season four for the double feature from time to time, we'll add a little bit of a wrinkle, maybe a variant, if you will, of the double feature. And so, you know, uh, at the very end of season three, we added a social media mogul, Andrea. Shout out to Andrea, who's been running our social medias. And so we decided that, you know, we'd have Andrea come up with a question as well. So there's three questions, but we actually do have, I mean, we're still calling it the double feature. So we thought we'd mm-hmm. throw in a little bit of a randomness to it. So uh, we are now incorporating a little bit of video. So, as you can see, I'm wearing my Batman shirt. Um, Jeremy, I'm, I'm, tri- I'm surprised he doesn't have it. He, what, Black Panther? Yeah, I'm wearing Black Panther right now, but I had to get rid of my Batman shirt because I wore it too much. Oh, see, like, but it, I think... it became so worn oh. out. Oh, geez. Was <laughs> yeah. it holy? Yeah. <laughs> wow, really? Holy <laughs> rusted buckets, Batman. <laughs> I was trying to set you up, bro. Yeah. But anyway, we actually now have three questions at our disposal, but only two that we're going to cover in the double feature. So what we decided to do is we have poker chips. The red one represents Andrea's question. We're going to toss it in the hat right now. Uh, The black chip is Jeremy's question. We're tossing that in there now. See, you hear that? And the white poker chip will be represented by me. So I'm going to... Mix first it up time, a little bit. First time doing this, guys. You know, we're just experimenting. This yes, might we turn are. out horribly wrong. Yeah, this is what ASMR now. <laughs> I don't All know right. That. <laughs> Hopefully not. So for the first half of the double feature, we are going to go with. Oh, shoot. I guess it's Jeremy's question. It is my question. So I guess I'll ask you my question, Ken, for the first part of the double feature. And my question that I prepared is, how do you think this movie expressed the Batman Bruce Wayne psyche that the previous movies haven't that you like enjoyed or found interesting in this movie? The psychology of Bruce Wayne, Batman, that maybe the other movies haven't touched upon. Well, I think it uh, became evident early on uh especially with batman i'm mean, sorry Br- batman bruce wayne um played by robert pattinson obviously you saw the kind of the resentment of like you know like the you know how alfred wanted to kind of play that father figure mm-hmm. because obviously bruce wayne did lose his parents at a very early age 
obviously that you know we've seen the batman origin story like for so many i guess so many different iterations of it and uh you know it's it's common knowledge that you know he that's that's the driving force of him turning into batman and so um i i love the psychology in that i mean with robert pattinson pattinson best known for being uh edward edward cullen from twilight him being emo and everything uh i the mood itself was perfect i think he embodied uh bruce wayne in his moodiness very well because i mean i feel like when you lose your parents and then now you're you've come up with this alter ego this is going to affect you in uh uh, so many different levels to the and and, you know like other iterations have bruce wayne as the playboy and everything and yeah that's a part of his character and everything but um i think with like dark knight rises uh, towards the end, remember when um, Bruce, uh, Christian Bale, Bruce Wayne ended up being more of a hermit. Yeah. I, I I like how they actually brought that to year two, like really early on, to where there's this anger and fire inside. Where obviously one of the lines within the Batman is "I'm vengeance." Early on, mm. he really was vengeance. I I would have to agree. They're like. It, you just got a really angry Batman, but not to the point where you're like Ben Affleck's version of Batman, where you're to the point, you're past the point of, you know, you're actually ki- Batman's killing people, right? Mm-hmm. You got to see that version of Batman. You got to see um, like a cleaner Batman, cleaner ish Batman in uh, Nolan's trilogy. Um, but for me, I, I liked how they set up everything around him. And I like how you brought up Alfred because in the beginning of this movie like you said he he pushes away batman uh he pushes away alfred like right off the bat like this is your first time seeing alfred he, he was kind of <laughs> rude to him right off the bat yeah, I'm, I'm like, like whoa you're like, not my dad i was like what it's like wow this is our the first conversation we see <laughs> them have ends with you're not my dad it's like well then you know compared to michael kane's alfred you know they go through maybe a really long conversation. Bruce maybe gets a little bit heated, and then Alfred's like, you know, it's all it's it's all good, whatever. Then you know, Bruce is like, you never give up, given up on me, and Alfred, never, oh, never, stop. never. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, you know, you got that that little you know bond between them, but not in this movie. It's like, <laughs> um, you got he's. He's a bit of like a brat <laughs> yeah. to to yeah. uh to Alfred's like man Alfred's just trying to help man uh but then again this is a younger more yep. reckless yep Bruce Wayne Batman so it's just like he if he, like um what Bane said in The Dark Knight Rises it's like oh you know you fight like younger man or whatever but now we get to see it like a young Batman how how that kind of affects everything around him and how he goes about doing everything. And it's just like throwing himself head first into everything as only Batman. Yeah. I love, I love how, um, yeah, he, he, he makes some very questionable decisions, uh, when he's fighting everything, he's like literally gung ho and he's just taking on everyone at the same time. Um, and yeah, I mean, he, you know, 
I, I know that like in the Dark Knight uh, and actually, sorry, Batman Begins when, you know, they're portraying um, uh, Christian Bale, Bruce Wayne. Remember like when he comes uh, went right before he leaves for those years or whatever, when he starts doing the training and he thinks about killing Joe Chill. Um, it's kind of like getting that version of Bruce Wayne throughout the three uh, almost three hour runtime. Yeah. You know, like more of an immature version of him. Obviously, it's a little after he's already been Batman for a couple years. And um, I don't think we've really explored that too much in, well, especially live action. But mainly, it, that's been mainly like for hardcore fans, like who read, you know, the comics and everything. Yeah, yeah. I love the arc that he goes through in this movie because he does, he he feels like Batman in the beginning of this movie. But he feels more so more Batman by the end. It's just that you get to see that progression, that that character arc that you get to see throughout the movie. Uh, even just, I guess the most obvious thing would be his kind of journal entries, yeah. comparing the first entry at the beginning of the movie, his narration to the end of narration at the end of the movie. So. I don't know. I just I I really like that actual character arc for Batman. Uh, like you said, it's it was that point in time in between um, that that little time jump in Batman Begins that we kind of found that little area to explore for Batman, and I thought that was a cool thing. Then cool thing that they did in this movie. Yeah, because compare that. Uh, well, because Dark Knight takes place what one year so that's technically what year one batman i felt like year one batman if you're gonna kind of nitpick in terms of the dark knight i mean dude that's i feel like that's still my favorite comic book movie of all time even over any of the marvel movies that have recently come out Mm -hmm. i guess a nitpick would be i felt like he was more polished you know like i thought he would still be more i guess reckless or whatever more um immature as year one batman uh it it seemed like he matured a lot a little bit like Mm -hmm. in between he like i feel like the only thing that we can really relate to him is that you know he's still after after rachel 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 (laughs) yeah yeah. because that was like his motivation right he he wanted to eventually get to the point where gotham didn't need batman so that he can have a life uh a personal life with someone that he loved in rachel yeah, and I just felt like in the Dark Knight or in that universe, it's like he's been going out every day for a year, and I felt like it was this very hyper realistic Batman, in a way. Um, that you know, going out every night fighting bad guys, it's gonna be equivalent to whatever, like this, like a longer period of time in in a different universe. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's like this Batman. I like the way, the the journey he had throughout this movie. Yeah, we you could even tell like really early on. Obviously, you get the whole like, you know, the usual intro. You know how they usually will have like a more darker tone when they're introducing Batman for the first for the first time. But like you 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 kind of alluded to to a little bit earlier with the whole like narration of like the you know he's basically doing a voiceover with some of his journal entries. I thought that was uh, kind of a fresh kind of take on, you know, getting into the psyche of Bruce Wayne, Batman. You know, I actually just rewatched uh, Watchmen recently 
And the way that they do the narration in that movie with Rorschach, I should be like yeah. Rorschach's journal or whatever. Yeah, I remember. It, um, I recently watched that too. <laughs> and um, I, that reminded me a lot of this. It's because, you know, in comic books, you know, they're a lot of the time they're narrating to themselves. And I felt like that was a very comic booky, very noir uh, style of going, <laughs> kind of setting up the story. And I like that. It, it it didn't feel forced though you know mm-hmm. narration could kind of feel cheesy sometimes yeah or it's like unnecessary but it felt in line with the the style of the movie so i i like the narration in the beginning i i agree because i mean that's really like a lot of the detective stuff that we that we've come accustomed to over the years right mm-hmm. yeah all right so I mean, that's the first half of the double feature. We have a second half. So we got two more questions at our disposal. I'm going to go ahead and pick from that hat again. And I'm not going to look. ASMR again. And so we're going with Andrea's question. All right. So just the red. And to let our audience know, we don't know Andrea's question, right? (laughs) No, I haven't looked at it. She emailed it to us. Yeah. And we haven't read it. So... See, uh, Ken up. will pull it up. So do you do you want me to answer first? Uh, yeah, go ahead. And so Andrea's question is, if you were in Batman's shoes as yourself, do you think you'd be able to solve the Riddler's riddles or clues? And actually, there's a, a second uh, question. Would you be able to save the Gotham? Would you be able to save basically everyone as yourself do you think you do you think you'd like come out on top the way robert Pattinson? <laughs> but in a way though he kind of lost you know mm-hmm. he didn't stop the the bombs the the vans and the bombs that went off in gotham uh but he basically salvaged what he could mm-hmm. so in a way to answer that last question first no <laughs> if if Robert Pattinson uh, <laughs> as as Batman, <laughs> the world's uh, greatest detective, <laughs> if he couldn't do it, you know I can't do it. So, uh, and also to the first question, uh, that's even a more heck no because watching the movie, <laughs> trying to answer the the questions, um, or the the riddles, I'm like, man. Can they bring back the riddles from 1995? I felt like those were easier. <laughs> Mr. E. Mr. E. Enigma. Edward Enigma. Edward Enigma. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, they figured it out real quick. That was like <laughs> just one little crossword puzzle. But, uh, yeah, like the Riddler in this movie, I felt like I was close to maybe solving a riddle. And then uh, Batman would answer it right after. I was like... Yeah, I, that, that's what I was thinking, Batman. I I knew it. And then there were other ones. I'm like, dude, how'd, how'd you think of that? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm a I'm a go in order. Uh, so, do you think you would have gotten the first one? Because the first answer to the thing was, um, I guess he lies he still. he lies still, right? Yeah, that one that obviously was, was good, yeah. that was wordplay, and I remember hearing. <laughs> I, okay, I'm gonna I'm going to shout out uh, my friend Jackie. Uh, season one guest for Mean Girls, actually our most downloaded episode to to date. I remember I watched the, uh, I watched the the Batman the first time with her and a couple other friends, and when 
he uh what was it gordon was the one who read it he lies still and then yeah, yeah. Know, and then literally two second delay and then jackie ha ho <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow <laughs> She let yeah. out like, oh, ha ha. It was, it, it was, it was funny. And I just started cracking up with that reaction. <laughs> and I don't even remember what happened like during the movie during that time. I was like, oh, I was just cracking up by my friend, but shout out to Jackie. Uh, join the podcast soon. Anyway. Uh, but that was the first one. Second one was the El Rata Alada, right? Yeah. I mean, I took Spanish in high school. I don't remember anything. I, like, I would have definitely not gotten that one for sure. Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't have gotten the first one, by the way, uh, because, uh, well, I mean, the trailer, I felt I was watching the breakdowns. I only found out about it. And I knew that that was going to be the answer because of that. And I was like, ah, man, I shouldn't have done that now looking back on it. Uh, but the third one was the, hmm, what was the third one? I mean, oh, it was the po- poetic justice one. It was the three questions, right? Yeah. Um, over at um, at Mitchell's memorial. Mitchell's, yeah. I would have gotten that first one. Justice was a uh, thing. That's the only one that I yeah. would have gotten. <laughs> yeah. The second. Like the second one was what bribes and how however much money that was. Definitely wouldn't have gotten that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought that one was wasn't too bad. Yeah. But, but we wouldn't have known what the ten thousand dollars was, or yeah, that's true. That yeah, yeah that ten thousand dollars one was um, a bit tough. But I, I don't even remember. What was the third question? Do you remember? The third one was uh, who who the rat was. Oh yeah, I obviously wouldn't have gotten that because no one knew, and no obviously knew. we would have blown up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have definitely if I was stuck in that situation. I'm like, I'm not figuring these out, man. Especially with a bum. Wrapped around my neck, it's over. Yeah. Um, was there uh, one for, I can't remember now. Um, was there one in that, f- uh, the bomb where it, Alfred almost blew up? Because I know that there was a letter. Oh, yeah. I, I don't really remember. I've only the, watched it the one time, so yeah. I haven't had a chance to, to pause the movie. Hopefully it's going to be on HBO Max, April 19th. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. I should have been. I should have been taking notes in the dark, because I've yeah. only, I, I've seen it one more time than you have. Uh, well, my, yeah, my second viewing was with Jeremy and uh, several of our other friends, including Andrea, uh, and your brother, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't really remember. But I don't think so, though. It there might have been something about fire, or something. Oh yeah, yeah. <sighs> I think it, it. I think it was just the. the there was just a message to because they obviously. I mean, spo- it's not. It's we're talking spoilers anyway. He didn't. Uh, he didn't know that Batman was Bruce Wayne, so he was still trying to communicate to the Batman, um, like through killing Bruce Wayne. He just didn't end up killing Bruce Wayne. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're right because I. I remember there was a hint or a clue on the bomb and then that's what caused alfred to kind of throw it to the side mm-hmm. but i forgot what it said yeah and uh for me to answer the last question i yeah i would i would be reaction i would be like kind of an avenger in that you can't do a pre-venger you gotta just kind of react stuff will happen and then you just gotta deal with it we're not the pre-vendors 
We're the Avengers. <laughs> Freaking Tony Stark. Uh, but yeah, man. Good. Well, again, thank you so much for uh, emailing us, Andrea. Shout out to you uh, for running our social medias way better than me and Jeremy could have ever done. So It's more colorful now, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, Jeremy, let's get right into our audience question of the day. And so, obviously, this is now another reboot of the Batman franchise, especially live action. And so, this week's audio, uh, I'm sorry, audience question is, Jeremy, go ahead and rank the best. Uh, Overall Batman performance starting from 1989 to present. So, that's starting with... uh, with uh michael keaton mm-hmm. and on uh and then also just for you jeremy explain why you put robert pattinson where you did all right so i'll start from the bottom we're gonna go with uh this might be unexpected but it's gonna be george clooney whoa hot take whoa. hot take already <laughs> right off the bat no not i don't think so uh this might be a hot take though next up would be actually michael keaton okay Oh, then we got Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. Then we got Ben Affleck. <laughs> okay. Then we got the Robert Pattinson. <laughs> okay. And then we got Christian Bale at number one. Oh, my God. You're never going to believe this. And, I mean, since we're doing video right now. Yep. Look at my notes. Focus. Focus. Focus on Ken's phone. Is it the same thing? I think it, yeah, it is the exact, what? <laughs> okay, yeah, see, look. Uh, I'm going to explain uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. I didn't put it above Bale because I don't think we've seen enough of his Bruce Wayne yet. But at the same time, I love Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. The two sides of him, you know, the... One that no one sees, him and Alfred, him just kind of going around the house. I like that more, um, like, uh, isolated Bruce Wayne, because you can see how tortured he is. How, But at the same time, he, he, he's very much invested in Batman. Mm-hmm. And, the, and then the way he portrays the, the playboy billionaire Bruce Wayne. I think it's right. perfect as well. Right. They touched on it, like, remember in, kind of in the beginning of Dark Knight Rises when um, when Joseph Gordon-Levitt's, uh, what was his name again? I forgot. Uh, John, John Blake. Blake, yeah. When Blake, in act- like, already knew who he was because he could see right through, like, that facade that he had uh, when, when he would visit the orphanage, right? Um, how, really, Bruce Wayne is his real mask. Yeah, yeah. So... I would say I do like Pattinson's like version of Bruce Wayne. Also, I do like how like <laughs> basically how he doesn't care about being Bruce Wayne. Uh but at the same time it's like okay, he doesn't he doesn't have that third or he doesn't have that third persona yet. That other mask that he puts on, not yet at least. Um so I felt like his Bruce Wayne nothing was really bad about it i feel like some people will make fun of it it's like oh it's emo bruce wayne or whatever <laughs> but i liked it um but his batman i think is what really elevates his performance is that when he puts on the cowl i can't tell who it is yeah. sometimes 
<laughs> and it, he doesn't just have to cover his voice. That <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Christian Bale is like really trying to disguise his voice. You know what I mean. Yeah, that's and, a nitpick for Bale for me. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. voice is still. I mean, we we talked about it offline about the very end of Dark Knight, where he's like, uh, uh, sometimes <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> where do you believe in good? Um, but <laughs> for me. Bale still goes up on top for me, especially because his Batman, I think, was perfect in Batman Begins. Mm. His voice, the way he carried himself, was perfect in Batman Begins. And Pattinson's Batman um, kind of, I think, hit, that's the closest uh, Batman version I kind of got. And I like how where he's going with it so far. You got the presence, you got the fear, uh, intimidation. And at the same time, the action, man, the way, like Batman needs to know how to fight. Yeah. And at the and I don't know, Christopher Nolan hasn't done, you know, hand-to-hand combat well ever, yeah. like at all. I've never really seen. Yeah. That was the one thing that surprised me about uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman was that his, his hand-to-hand combat was really good. And it, Worked out perfectly because obviously, you know, we're we're seeing year two Batman and he's younger and more spry and everything. So you got to actually um, see, I guess, some fluidity in some of his uh, some of his attacks, his kicks and his punches and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of sucks that I have to put him at number two so far. And I have to say, uh, I was almost going to put him at number three because I think Ben Affleck's really good also. It's just... That, that little caveat where he kills people. I get it. There's a different take. But I, for me, it's like... But I felt like the Justice League helped that Batman also come back more. So it between two and three, or, like, or one, two, and three even, are really close. Yeah. I really like Ben Affleck as well. But it's yeah. like just one little, one little millimeter below. It's because I'm rich. Yeah, because what's your superpower? I'm rich. Yeah. Well, let me quickly just explain it. I'm not going to go too much in detail because literally I agree with everything that you just said. Clooney, and then there's like a, like, and I'm, it's going to be in tears. Clooney's on the bottom tier. There's a huge, like, gap between six and five. <laughs> yeah, there is. And then I only put Keaton up here because uh, on five because I haven't watched any of his movies in, in a long time. And, and I think that's a little unfair to him. So this ranking is a little bit incomplete for me. I need, probably need to do a, 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 a rewatch of some of the earlier films uh, starting, you know, just going in order with the first four at least. Uh, so that's why I have Keaton at five. I love Kilmer. Um, and we'll kind of talk about I'll touch on this a little bit later on where I love the um, where they talk about, you know, the masks that they wear or whatever and how really Bruce Wayne is the actual mask mm. that he wears. Um, and then Affleck, we just touched on patents and then Bale. So, yeah. Dude, Val Kilmer, underrated Batman. I think so. I would have loved to seen one more Val Kilmer movie uh, with I- him. I would have wanted to see maybe a Tim Burton or a darker Joel Schumacher yeah. take with uh, Val Kilmer. That would have been good. That would have been good. Maybe in a future uh, 
some sort of multiverse thing in the DC universe. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's something to kind of look forward to with the flash. I mean, we get to see Michael Keaton don the cape and cowl for the first time in 30 years. Ooh. You, you never know, man. Yeah, I know. Exactly. And technology so- nowadays, you can always look <laughs> younger. Exactly. Exactly. So again, Hey, if you want to send us your rankings of, uh, I guess, Bruce Wayne, Batman, definitely do that. Where would you put Robert Pattinson uh, in the hierarchy, starting with 1989 through 2022? Uh, you know, you could send us your your comments on Instagram, Twitter. It's where where is that at? Uh, at Weekly Real. Yes, at Weekly Real. And um, well, have you? Have you been able to fill out, uh, figure out what our email address is during the hiatus? The, um, I remember you told me some, uh, you told me an email and then I forgot it. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, honestly, I was about to say an email, then I, I blanked out, man. That was very anti, (laughs) that was very (laughs) anticlimactic. I was literally trying to give you the floor. I was like, oh. All right. Well, I can't even throw one out this time. It's I completely blanked out. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, we're a little out of practice, I guess. Um, and <laughs> your memory just well it hasn't really been that good anyway when it comes to the email address anyway. So I got it next week. Yeah, next week. There you go. There you there go. You. I lo- I love the motivation. But here's our email address because I only I just literally just looked at it because of Andrea's question. It's weeklyrealpod at gmail dot com. So, Jeremy, let's take a quick break. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. And so, Jeremy, let's jump right into our weekly Real Awards. And just to remind everyone, this is kind of our fun take on the MTV Movie Awards where we come up with the just random awards, some fun awards, and we try to customize it to the movie that we're talking about and so jeremy we're literally dusting off this award seriously we're we're literally dusting it off because this is the dusted award uh for favorite crime scene and you know what this is the first time we've actually done this award since our nightcrawler episode which was episode four way back in episode in season one season one so this is april four uh and season four and we're calling back to episode four. Hey. There we go. <laughs> there you go. I got I that it. out there. Okay. There you go. So, Jeremy, I mean, we're talking about crime scenes that, you know, I mean, there was a lot of them during this movie. It was like a detective story. So, like, basically any scene that had any riddles or clues. And so, um, you know, Mayor Mitchell's house, garage, uh, the morgue, during the memorial service. Um Wayne Manor, because obviously something happened there, and Nashton's mm-hmm. house. There was a couple of scenes there. So um, did you have a favorite? So my favorite, we kind of touched upon it already. It was uh, Mayor Mitchell's, like, memorial funeral thing. Um, and we kind of touched upon, like, the whole bomb scene already. But I liked the lead up to it. I think what made it like you knew something was going to happen. I mean, not just because we watched the trailers and we knew it was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, something was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but also you just felt like the uh, uneasy eeriness that was going to happen. Just when he walks in as Bruce Wayne, there's like, um, 
a guy that he talks to, like he doesn't know that he's Bruce Wayne's, like, oh, the rich and all that stuff. And there's all this tension in the air and kind of awkwardness also <laughs> for right. for Bruce. But when he stares at the kid that's um, uh, of the mayor and basically sees himself in this little kid, I, I felt like it's like, yeah, they don't have to do the whole like, oh, my parents died in an alley again. <laughs> Just like, um, I don't know, Batman versus Superman. That's the one that I always think about now. With the uh, uh, pearls in slow motion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I just, I, I felt like it was, you can see his Robert Pattinson display, like the, Bruce's inner, like, um, like post-traumatic stress mm-hmm, in a way, mm-hmm. because this happened back when he was like eight or 10 years old or whatever. And just seeing this kid... And you knew something was about to happen. And for him to also save that kid when the the car comes crashing through, like, the the doors and about to run over people. I felt like that scene, just the lead up to the bomb was was really good. And then, obviously, him coming out of the shadows. It's like, oh, Batman's there. <laughs> it's like, it's, not, it's like, you got to be kidding me and all that stuff. It's like, it's like he's Jason Bourne, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Batman. <laughs> that's the batman <laughs> that's what it felt like yeah no i it yeah my favorite part of that uh scene was the uh the like the screams you hear in the background because they're faint and then it starts oh. to get a little bit louder and it, it reminded me of that one scene i think it, we've talked about it like in the past with um avengers infinity war i remember you talking about one of your favorite scenes uh was during when they were in the sanctum centorum and you you could hear like something going on like chaos happening outside uh wind was uh flapping around uh uh, benedict cumberbatch's like hair like dr strange's hair (laughs) and then all of a sudden there's that one tracking shot where you just hear droning and everything uh and then people like it's just like chaos and everything yeah and that's what that particular scene reminded me of it and i didn't realize that there was going to be literally a car just crashing in like like in literally crashing the party i don't know about the party but the memorial service anyway and yeah again like you said he had uh he ended up having to save um basically himself (laughs) that little in that little kid you know what i mean yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some people like, oh, this kid's going to be the new Robin. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. His, the mayor was kind of, you know, dirty also, I think. A Robin Mitchell? <laughs> yeah, Robin Mitchell. Oh, man. Well, my favorite, uh, I guess, crime scene, oh, man, I got to give it to Nashton's house. Even though... Mm. um. I mean, it, it was more like the setting. I just love that whole setting of it because it reminded me of one of our favorite movies that we've talked about. I mean, we haven't talked about it yet on the podcast, but we both love the movie Seven. Mm-hmm. And when um, when Edward Nashton basically turns him, himself in, and we later find out there was a motivation for him being locked up um, so he could actually save himself and get a like a balcony view of what, his real grand plan was yeah um i just got like crazy psychotic serial killer vibes like literally 
the the hairs in the back of my neck standing up when you just see like some crazy like way this guy was living you know writing like ciphers just like a psychotic person all of these just journals or you know notebooks just filled with just ramblings and stuff and then all the articles where like he's got crazy ass shit just like on there i'm like Ugh, i don't know like stuff like that just scares me and the fact that he had a bat there in a cage just so that you know obviously he thought he and the batman were like i guess this weird buddy cop thing <laughs> i yeah. don't know it was in weird. his mind yeah in his mind you know and um i don't know i just thought that that was a pretty even though it kind of drew already inspiration from seven and other similar movies like that I still am a sucker for that sort of setting. Yeah, yeah. Like, where it's just kind of grimy, icky, but at the same time, it's so, it's a little too real that it gets, it, it, it disturbs you because of how real it, it feels. Right. I think that's what makes it kind of yucky. And and the fact that they revealed that he was just literally outside of the, uh, that the club or whatever, and he literally was just out there just watching it and watching everything happen. And he was just waiting for the right moment to just pull the trigger and kill that the rat once he figured out who the rat was. Yeah, yeah. I was a little disappointed. Oh, I was a little weirded out when they're like, Edward, not Nigma. I'm, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dang it. <laughs> Uh, I'm not really too familiar with uh, like the comics and everything. Was Edward Nashton or like what was that other name? I forgot the other I, name. I don't remember. Like, um, or it doesn't sound familiar to me. But yeah, I mean, Nigma, Enigma is a little too on the nose, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they're just really trying to avoid the whole uh, Jim Carrey goofiness uh, from Batman Forever. But I mean, I like the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I don't know. I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later with the Batman uh, and the Riddler, uh, their relationships. You know, compare and contrast between Batman Forever and the Batman. So uh, let's get right into our next award, which is I mean, it's kind of a favorite of ours, the I Am Groot Award for favorite character. So Jeremy, who's your favorite character in the Batman? I found my favorite character. I mean, I, I gotta choose the Batman, dude. It's like. Okay, I'm going to... At first, I was like, am I going to choose Gordon? I'm like, oh. I really like uh, Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. Uh-huh. I don't like him as much as Gary Oldman's Gordon, at least not yet. Really? I uh, actually yeah. like them more. Really? Yeah. I really like Gary Oldman's character, uh, like Gordon. I, there's something about him that's just... It, it's... I don't know. It, it feels a little less generic to me so far. Yeah. Um, In terms of Gordon, B, Gordon's. But I do like their di- their dynamic together, where they they're actually able to be like together and work on a case together. I I like that aspect. Uh-huh. Uh, but Gordon in a vacuum, you know, I feel like uh, I would go with Gary Oldman so far. But and that we could we could always talk about like Catwoman and stuff was really good in this. Their oh, chemistry with yeah. her and Batman. Oh, I got to mention the, and the cat. Oh, the Zoe bat Kravitz the was cat. so good. That's why you don't need like a Rachel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's interesting when you have like this other, uh, well, not superhero, but like someone that really challenges your your superhero, your protagonist in the story. And I felt like, but their dynamic 
it was like they were on fire <laughs> their chemistry was it's so evident and oh my goodness there was just like you could tell they were really into each other too like even though they had philosophical differences and everything like that but obviously catwoman selena kyle played by zoe kravitz was literally pushing the limits with um with bruce wayne and everything and i think bruce wayne was like wow i didn't i think he surprised himself with how well he was able, yeah, i don't know with their whole dynamic he was just i don't know sometimes people have that effect on you like where it's like oh i didn't expect that from myself i'm happy though i was i was the whole movie though i was expecting him to like take off his his mask and be like i'm bruce wayne <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm glad that they didn't <laughs> just yeah. because it's like, I feel like it's such a cliche now for Batman when he falls in love with another girl yeah. that he's like, I'll show you my secret identity. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not what I do that defines me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, come on, Bruce, this is like your first night out. It's Batman. You're going to reveal your secret identity. But um, yeah, yeah. Batman in this movie, I like just for to his portrayal in the 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 character is uh, more flawed than all the other younger Batmans. I'm not going to include Ben Affleck because his is all kinds of messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's a different like flawed Batman that I really liked in this movie. Where it's like he's flawed enough that he you can create more problems and he he can have a character arc but not to the point where he doesn't he's not unlikable or he doesn't feel like batman Mm -hmm. yeah uh batman i mean obviously we get to see a lot of the bat i feel like this is the most batman we've ever seen in one movie obviously because of the runtime but also because we barely got to see robert pattinson as bruce wayne um and so Really, it's like wow. Um, usually, there. I mean, it was just the polar opposite of Batman Begins, you know, because obviously that was more of an origin story. We got to basically see him how he becomes Batman. Basically, he becomes Batman. It's like basically almost like the last third of the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Where he truly like he's starting to learn that he's not. He can't be just vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but now, I mean, we've talked about it. Like when we were talking about our rankings, uh, Robert Pattinson just does such a good job of um, portraying. You know, just he he portrays uh, Batman the way he should. He he's got the even the the raccoon eyes uh, with the mascara and everything, so that yeah. you know, like you don't really see like you know, like all the other stuff. I believe he's really the only live action Bruce Wayne that puts the mascara on. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, they all do, you know, yeah. but they're the only ones that show it. <laughs> the, or he's the only one that shows it. Yeah. Cause I like, usually when, when they usually take off the cape and the cowl or whatever, you get to, they're just like regular Bruce Wayne. Yeah. 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 So, um, I guess my, um, my winner, uh, for the, I am Groot award is I got to go with the villain in the story i gotta go with the riddler Mm. um he just played this crazy guy um (laughs) and it it was very believable for me you know what i mean uh i got some heath ledger vibes but it was 
different enough where you know he played like his own psychotic version and you could tell he kind of drew inspirations from uh well matt reeves did anyway with the uh, zodiac killer Mm -hmm. um and also our favorite one of our favorite movies that we've covered on the on the weekly real podcast season one dirty harry uh when they were talking about the um uh what was that the not the zodiac killer it was uh what was the sign again uh shoot i forgot dude i forgot his name in the movie yeah it was one of the signs or whatever i I forget the the exact sign but um i mean they kind of drew that inspiration with like uh some of the like some of the shots within the movie like the very the opening shot just reminded me the uh, of the very beginning of dirty harry which i thought i was like oh shoot i wonder if jeremy will pick up on that um and you later told me that you didn't (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. I <laughs> it reminded me. Of, I thought of Jack Reacher first, the 2012 movie, and oh, then when yeah. you're like, when you're like, um, Dirty Harry, I'm like, dude, that's more accurate. I think. Yeah, and, and the fact that he uh, like it's crazy that the whole movie, like, we're already more than two hours into the movie, we actually don't get his actual grand plan until it's revealed. Until uh, Batman has to go back to. Nashton's spot and actually dig up the the whole uh i guess map of gotham underneath the cap uh the the carpet and everything so man that i don't know his performance is so good especially during the um during the interrogation scene in arkham i'll get into that scene a little bit later on uh but uh i don't know the psychotics they're they're just one they're just my favorite (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely good. I as long as it was like um different than the Joker, you know, any of the Jokers, I'm good with that because I'm honestly getting tired of the Joker and Batman in movies. Um which I I guess I could just say it now. I didn't like the inclusion of the Joker in this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the performances was bad or anything. I just thought I, I just didn't think it was necessary to include it in the movie. It's, yeah, I, I could see that. I I was I guess indifferent with it. I guess you know it was their version of a um, of Stinger, I guess, but within still within the runtime of, of the regular runtime of the movie. Uh, but I, I guess time will tell if we'll see another Matt Reeves film and what kind of i guess how what the time jump will be and i, I guess we're getting the joker <laughs> yeah uh just today because we're recording actually um march 24th spoiler i guess um just today they released a deleted scene for the joker oh interesting so I haven't seen it yet. go check it out i haven't seen it yet either but i it's a full-fledged scene of batman and joker from the batman Oh, interesting. I wonder if they'll release that whenever it comes to HBO Max. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder, too. Um, let's get right into our next award. It's the Why is Gamora Award for Favorite Quote. So, Jeremy, what is your favorite quote? So, my favorite quote I want to mention was actually happens in the beginning of the movie when Batman is narrating. Because, dude, I love the narration and Nirvana playing in the background. It's yeah, just, yeah. Dude. I, was, I was loving it, man. The emo Batman. <laughs> Yeah, dude, the the Nirvana uh, and the Jaquino uh, score. score. Oh, I just wanted to just kind of highlight that right now uh, before we forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the music on point, dude. Yeah, 
Uh, but just this line when, uh, well, he's narrating uh, Batman saying, they think I'm hiding in the shadows, watching, waiting to strike. But I am the, sh- but I am the shadows. I'm like, dude, it's just like that's such a Batman line <laughs> because, and the visuals that accompany that, the music, and the line and the dialogue, it's just uh, like the villains are looking to every corner and like, oh. Mm. Is he is he in the shadows right now? It's like he's literally the shadows, and I felt like uh, the closest thing that to fear that Batman kind of like had in movies before then was like Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that the the way they talk about Batman in this movie, especially in the beginning of the movie, uh, it's like he's such a scary force. Like that's why when they see the signal. That they should be scared. Yeah, I can only think of one person that wouldn't be scared. All I gotta say is, "Oh, you think darkness <laughs> is your ally?" <laughs> That's our... I had to. Sorry, yeah, I knew you. <laughs> the wheels were turning while you were, yeah. while you were talking. No, but I, I I love that it, dude. It was like the perfect setup because obviously we hadn't seen uh, the Batman yet, and mm-hmm. obviously you get that cool like. Oh, like just he was so. You can hear his footsteps. Yeah, like like, what? What? What's funny though is Batman. He he should know how to be quiet because people shouldn't hear him coming. Yeah. So in this way, he's purposefully walking like heavy. So it's like I gotta make sure that they hear me coming. (laughs) You know. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean he kick that first dude's ass like in the subway (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true i was like oh vengeance oh my god oh my god so good so good uh well my favorite quote is actually you know i guess you you pick the batman quote for your favorite character i have to pick one for my favorite character edward nashton it's uh during the uh during the arkham scene and you know, and, and it's for uh, a spe- I have this special place in my heart for Batman Forever because he talks about masks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we we both love that movie. We think it's an underrated film. We may eventually cover it. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, but the quote goes: "All everyone wants to do is unmask you, but they're missing the point. You and I both know I'm looking at the real you." right now and you know we've been talking about masks and everything and and obviously they delve into it in batman forever which is another riddler movie um because uh you had the what is it nicole kidman as uh i forget what her character name was but i i kind of like her chemistry with val kilmer was actually pretty good i think yeah i mean it was (laughs) it was definitely she was very aggressive (laughs) yeah she was yeah she was but i mean obviously it's not as not a beeper (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> chicks dig the car um oh my goodness that, that drive was... through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my goodness bell kilmer i actually just recently watched that one anyway um i just love that just because that um it, it's so true because really we've been talking about it and there's several movies that we've referenced uh, like dark knight rises where really 
when Bruce Wayne is Batman, you're actually seeing the real him. And uh, a lot of the times, whenever you're seeing Bruce Wayne, just kind of acting like a kind of like acting like a fool, <laughs> basically, this is that's like that's his fake persona. And I don't know. I've, I've always loved that dichotomy uh, between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah, that um, that line, such a good line. And whenever Riddler was the way they wrote him, it did remind me of Batman Forever, but obviously <laughs> delivered in more of a serious and darker way. Yeah, because you like, get oh. the yeah you get the whole uh, obviously Zodiac Killer vibe. You get the whole uh, Heath Ledger Joker vibe a little bit, but just different enough where he's playing himself, which was good. Which is good. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, make go a comparison to to prisoners. Yeah. In our next topic. Oh, okay, cool. So. One last quick shout out. Do you remember that one uh, for the last quote? Remember when like Gordon's trying to get Batman to like ex- escape somehow, and then yeah. he's like, he was like doing that yeah. whole thing. And then remember, like obviously he gets punched, and then they meet at the uh, the light again. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. "Dude, but- you could have at least pulled that punch, man." And he's like, "I did." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. It's like that. It's like that's Batman humor at its best. Yeah. Where it's like he's he's dead serious, <laughs> you know what I mean. And sometimes he's he's making a joke, but he says it so like Batman yeah. that it's funny. Yeah, I know, and that's why I love the whole Batman and Gordon um, dynamic in this movie, probably more than any other live action uh, version of the Batman, because it was literally it. It was a crazy buddy cop sort of thing, like the real buddy cop thing <laughs> um, where, you know, like when they were doing the whole thumb drive thing, it's like, oh, man. And I don't know, the sarcasm and the deadpan for from Jeffrey Wright. I mean, I talked about it in the French Dispatch episode. Jeffrey Wright's my guy. He's just my guy. So I don't know. That, that's like why it. I think he's still the best court. Like I said, man, they just they cast him just to read the riddles, man. His voice. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I remember you saying that uh, after the movie uh, when we were just chilling outside. That was funny. Um, so let's get right into our next award, the Avengers Assemble Award for Favorite Scene. So, Jeremy, uh, what is your favorite? You've alluded to it. You've previewed it. You've teased it. What is it? I'm going to go with the Batman and Riddler interrogation. And just the way Paul Dano... Uh, did that scene. It was a little bit goofy sometimes, you know, but at the same time, it's disturbing in a way because of how crazy he gets, how unhinged he gets that I didn't even know that it's like, oh, he thought Batman was on his side. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, really? Did he really think that? It's like this whole time. Um, And just the way he, uh, he played that that scene reminded me of in prisoners you know uh hugh jackman's character in that movie captures paul dano's character and kind of torches him and interrogates him and it reminded me of that scene where it's like you don't you can't tell if he's faking being like crazy or if he has a mental illness or something you like you can't really tell unless he turns that switch on or not in this movie, you know, he he did turn on that that serial killer switch, um, and the way that the uh, the dialogue escalated from Batman, you know, not being trying to play it cool to him kind of losing his cool, <laughs> similar to yeah. the Dark Knight, 
but not not in a way where it's like, worse, you know what I mean? But it's more like, what have you done? <laughs> you know? Um, and then the reveal of the bombs, and you start to realize that uh, Batman failed to stop, uh, like, the whole plan. I guess, you know, he saves the day, like, partially, but he wasn't able to stop it from happening yeah well surprise surprise i'm gonna jump in there say that for my avengers assemble award is actually the same scene because i really just want to add my two cents to <laughs> what you've already said this was this easily the standout scene for me as well because i'm just kind of gonna start from the beginning of that scene when uh, paul dano is basically saying bruce wayne you know and He's saying it in such a crazy way because you think he's calling Batman Bruce Wayne. So it's like uh, you as the audience are trying to figure out, wait, does he know that what Batman's secret identity is? Because Bruce obviously did. He was just like, whoa, how does how does he know? And, and there was like maybe some clues that they foreshadowed when uh, they were at Nashton's house with the uh, with the newspapers and everything. Yeah. They played that absolutely perfect because later on you'll notice where it's like, oh, you know, when they were, you know, they when he's still thinking that they're partners in like this whole like plan, they're like, oh, Bruce Wayne was the only one that got away or whatever. And then you could see the like the flip of the switch in Batman's face, Robert Pattinson's face, where he's like, oh, he actually doesn't know who I actually am. And that's when you know, his Batman persona just kicks in and that's when he starts kind of egging him on. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like so like crazy. And then when he starts singing Ave Maria, I was like, holy crap, what is going on? This guy is psychotic. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and then uh, you mentioned it, the reveal of the larger plan. So dude, such a good scene. That was a good scene. And I, I just like to also mention that the, parallels between the two characters in that scene was really good when they compare their stories of orphans oh yeah scene. exactly no good good catch because obviously they were talking about um bruce wayne they're being talked about as the orphan that everyone should feel sorry for but really it should be the orphans that actually don't have billions and billions of dollars you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. i'm glad you mentioned that thank you thank you so jeremy We've come to the part of the podcast where we are guessing the Rotten Tomato score. And so, um, you know, this is a new season. We're actually wiping the slate clean uh, for season four. And uh, because last season, season three, and I just kind of want to bust it out since we do have. We do have video. The champ is here. Ken's holding up the weekly real awards uh, or the Rotten Tomatoes uh, belt winner champion belt. Yeah, maybe I should just wear it the rest of the <laughs> should wear it the rest of the segment right here for good luck. <laughs> yeah, for good luck. You know, if if this goes horribly wrong, I would be like, man, this is karma. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, when when heels in the you know in the show they're like, oh, I'm the best, yes. and then also in some comes up and like beats them up yeah i mean uh you know i kind of wanted to mention this random quote because you know uh, football season just kind of ended the last couple of, uh, of months ago but I, I i think you know 
Tom Brady's, uh, I guess, pretty famous quote about how his favorite ring or title is his next one. And so, you know what? <laughs> I got to talk trash and, you know, my next, you know, my favorite title will be the next one for season four. And so, but Dang. for uh, for season four, we got a little bit of a wrinkle every week. I mean, we got our social media mogul now in Andrea. She's actually going to be competing with us. So, I mean, in wrestling terms, we got a triple threat match every week. Great. Uh oh, who is she gonna team up with? Sometimes <laughs> I know. Just I wonder if there's gonna be like a three way tie one of these weeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be crazy. That's that would happen. be that would be crazy. So, um, obviously we're we're starting from scratch. So, um, since we mentioned Andrea, let me look up her score right now. Or guess I should say. That's right here. Oh, here we go. So. Andrea guesses 87%, which is super fresh, I guess. Ooh, okay. 87%. So do you want to take uh, the next uh, guess? All right. My guess is actually 91%. Oh, my goodness. We got a little bit of a... So you went... She went low. You went high. So 87, 91. Guess Mm. who slotted right in the middle? No. This guy right here, oh. 89 for me. So, uh, uh, actually, Jeremy, do you mind uh, looking it up? Yeah, let me look that up right now. We'll go on the Rotten Tomatoes. The Batman. Okay. So, The Batman. If Wi-Fi. Oh, here. oh shoot. Uh-oh. <laughs> Andrea won, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> At 85%. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. So, Andrea. <laughs> Andrea gets the point this week. Audience score uh, is, you would have tied with Andrea at 88%. Oh, interesting. Wow. That's 85%. so crazy. 85%. So, 91, 89, 87, 85 were all of our guesses. So, oh, my goodness. Andrea coming out on fire she really wants the belt and she doesn't even know it yet <laughs> yeah yeah she's like we're gonna tell her later it's like oh you won this week yeah. <laughs> oh man so you know what jeremy let's give out our final award of the uh the podcast episode it's the i love you 3000 award where we rank and rate sorry rate uh the batman on a scale of one to three thousand so jeremy what would you rate it dude i really like this movie uh i'm Having a hard time ranking it in all my Batman movies, but I'll do that another day. Uh, I'm giving it a 2760 out of 3000, and that's 92%. Wow. Wow, wow. That's a really good score, especially, uh, I mean, how many versions of your <laughs> of your ranking? Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting it right now. <laughs> we got another one for season Another four. season. Oh, uh, who knows? Maybe that score will change once upon second viewing. You know, mm-hmm. it is a three-hour movie, so mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I will mention, since you mentioned it, I enjoyed the second viewing more than the first. But enjoy is the key word. Because the first one, I'm like, oh, I'm like tense. I can't, you know, it was like watching, uh, what was a Mission Impossible Fallout? I didn't really enjoy the first watch. It was really good. And then I enjoyed every watch after that. 
because you know what's going on. It wasn't yeah, as intense. You're not just all sweaty the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, my rating is actually really close to you. Um, I think I got my rating system honed properly. It's 27.24 for me. Mm. 90.8%. Slightly lower, but a really, really good score on my uh, updated newly calibrated uh rating system (laughs) (laughs) if it's anything like mine man yeah that's not good (laughs) (laughs) well i think i've been a little bit more consistent in in well since last season really anyway (laughs) season two i think was i was probably like the worst uh i don't know i was really hard on myself but season three i think i got it down but anyway jeremy do you want to preview what we have going on next week yeah next week we're going to be looking at a movie that talks or that shows us a Hong Kong inspector and a LAPD detective who are forced to work together to rescue the Chinese consul's daughter in Rush Hour. Sorry, <laughs> Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Nothing like the Batman. <laughs> well, don't you there's... ever touch a black man's radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I. You know, next week, we're, we're going to have to throw out the Wise Gamora Award for sure for best quote or favorite quote mm-hmm. in Rush Hour. Dude, Rush Hour 1998. I can't believe the movie's that old. Yeah. Uh, guys, go check it out. Where, it's, where is it streaming right now, Ken? Uh, I I probably should have checked it. My guess is HBO Max, still not sponsored because that's yeah. where I watched it last. Um, I think all three of them are on there, actually. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about the first one next week. Yeah, just to add to what Jeremy was uh, saying about Rush Hour, obviously 1998, this is actually going to be our new, re- what was it? We call it our rewatch, right? Our rewatch yeah. series uh, that we've been doing. We we finally finished our MCU one. It took us like three seasons <laughs> to, to actually do it. And yeah. We were doing three movies uh, per episode for most of them. Uh, and so, I mean, this is our brand new rewatch series. Both of us have seen it. We want to kind of revisit it um, just because we thought it would be kind of a fun, uh, I guess, franchise to revisit. So we are rewatching the Rush Hour franchise for season four. So, I mean, Rush, we're starting with Rush, the first Rush Hour of 1998 next week. So, ooh. Yeah, I'm looking and we're to not going to have to talk about like 26 movies, so <laughs> we could take our, take a little bit of more time to talk about each movie, you know? Yeah, we can definitely dissect uh, Rush Hour because I feel like there's so much, even though it's a shorter movie than what we've you know been accustomed to covering, especially today's. I mean, it was three hours. We're basically watching a movie that's like a little bit more than half of it. <laughs> yeah, man, Rush Hour I would say is like the Dumb and Dumber of. The buddy cop buddy movies. Cop. Yeah, yeah. So we're basically going from Gordon and the Batman to uh, uh, to Han Inspector Inspector Lee. It's hey, Lee. Sorry, sorry. Lee. Lee. Carter. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I, I definitely can't wait until uh, next week. Episode sixty. Uh, another milestone for us. Not sixty episodes, guys. That's crazy to me. Out of twenty twenty. yeah yeah exactly so now we're we're really excited to uh share rush hour with you doing another uh franchise rewatch with you uh with you all and so before we end our episode for the batman jeremy do you have anything to plug for the upcoming week well i am 
showing up on social media a little bit more, not really posting anything, but liking more stuff, replying to the weekly real stuff. So I would want to remind people that go check out at weekly real on Instagram, especially there's a lot of cool things happening there. I like to participate in the the stuff that Andrea puts out on there. And uh, who knows? You might see me in the comments as at JP underscore flicks. Yes. And just to add to that, I mean, we've been starting to put a little bit more content out there. Uh, check us, check our new reels out. We've, uh, as of, uh, April 4th, we'll have, uh, what three reels out. So definitely check those out. Uh, we're, we're trying to be a little bit more creative with our content, even outside of the podcast. Uh, for me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at free Ken a, uh, I haven't really been writing as much on my blog so i'm not really going to plug it yet until i start writing again so you'll hopefully you'll see that uh in the very near future and when once i get that writing groove yeah get in that writing groove again so um jeremy any final thoughts on the batman it was it was my most anticipated movie of the year Mm -hmm. and it didn't disappoint so that's all that's the biggest praise and out of an age where it's like Sometimes good movies are far and few but in between. I'm finally glad that this movie was one that was good. Out <laughs> of all the properties, you know what I mean? Uh, no, I hear you. Um, one last thing I wanted to mention. It's actually related to my double feature question that we never got to cover, but I'll be Debbie Downer. The one nitpick I have from this movie is my own dang fault. I feel like uh, maybe I should have avoided watching the trailers because I feel like watching both of the trailers before this movie kind of took away a little bit of my enjoyment of watching some of the stuff being revealed because I felt the trailers give away too much. So minor nitpick for, for me. Uh, but I mean, uh, we both love this movie. I mean, we ranked it in the 90th percentile, both of us, right? Yeah. I would definitely, it for me, man, I goes up there with Batman begins and I love Batman begins. I agree. It definitely is up there with uh, the Nolan trilogy for sure for me as well. So um, on behalf of both Jeremy and Andrea, um, you know, my name is Ken. We represent the Weekly Real podcast. We're trying to do bigger and better things. Uh, Again, follow us on the social medias at Weekly Real, Instagram, Twitter, uh, email, Facebook. Facebook, uh, Face- what Friendster? Metaver- no, <laughs> are we going virtual in the metaverse? No, I'm just kidding. No, we're not. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe TikTok, but we're still playing around with that idea. Uh, we'll see. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, social medias will definitely announce anything that comes new. So, again, thank you for following us for now our season four premiere. Uh, we're so thankful to have you guys be a part of us and hey we're gonna be starting to add video a little bit more often for at least some of our clips so hey you get to see us in all of our glory and my batman shirt black uh black panther shirt right there um so uh, we got to be a little bit more mindful of our uh, wardrobe now huh i know i can't just be like all dead like uh like robert pattinson's hair is like all over my face i know but but it was perfectly quaffed over his over his half of his face true true it's like he did that on purpose yeah i know like we should have an emo off of uh toby mcguire in <laughs> spider-man 3 versus <laughs> raccoon eyes um, oh, man. robert pattinson bruce well, wayne 
if they get in a dance off, we know who wins. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hey, remember <laughs> that TikTok that I forwarded yeah. you? The little kid. Oh my goodness. Anyway, thank you all for joining us for another episode. We'll see you next time on the reel. <laughs>